0: hello my name is andrew hada i'm a writer director whose film the empty space is actually in a festival right now it's in the horror hotel festival in columbus ohio if you're in columbus ohio and you're listening to this right now go check it out also um give it a vote i think i don't know if they're voting but i do know that we're gonna have some good news soon um and here's my guest joshua whitney epp this week on our final week of the first part of our Texas Chainsaw month, our least successful month that we've done. <laughs> I mean, um, people don't like the Texas Chainsaw movies as much as Andrew does, but that's okay. We're still gonna cover them. I don't care. We are covering the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the next generation. The one nobody's seen. That's right. Everyone's favorite. So, Joshua, will you break down? Also, Josh, remember last week when you were like, "I hope this isn't just another remake." How do you feel about that? <laughs> it wasn't. Are you happy for yourself now?
1: You know, I actually, uh, I would say this is definitely one of the better ones.
0: Yeah, Josh, give us a plot synopsis.
1: <laughs> so, some teens leave prom to go get killed in the woods <laughs> <laughs>
0: in, in austin in in what's clearly not even 10 miles away from
1: austin texas um yeah this movie was made in actually they're not really they're in kind of a residential area still. that's what i'm saying like
0: it's clearly austin it's not even like yeah oh, this is outside of austin it's like oh this is austin Like, I'm pretty sure I saw Matt Saracen's house in the background. Okay, this movie was made in 1994. It was written and directed by Ken Henkel, who was the original writer along with Toby Hooper of the original movie. And so I feel like they brought him back and they're like, oh man, we're going to get the same thing as the first one. Because he was like, oh, I want this to be the true sequel to the first movie and like you could tell that they were like yes this is going to be great and then he gave us this movie um it stars Renee Zellweger and Matthew McConaughey also famous uh cross dresser I don't know if he was trans I do know he was a cross dresser but his name is Robert Set Jacks and he plays Leatherface they really go all in with, uh, with the the cross dressing yeah or with I think yeah we'll get to it um and also, he's a close friend of Vico Mortensen. Wow, Jax, you are crossing boundaries of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, but yeah, this movie was a huge flop and it <laughs> made them stop making movies until the remake. It also, like, it's also notoriously the one that everyone hates. But yeah, Josh, I have a secret confession to make. I loved it.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't. I don't know if I loved it because, yeah, I don't also... know if I loved
0: it. That's a pretty strong, but it's but like I coming, coming it off was. the last
1: one. It's, yeah, note. I mean, obviously, the first one has its own like place in history, uh, but this is definitely better than the last two.
0: See, here's the thing, and we can even talk more about this, but I feel like, especially, it's kind of like when I read every single Predator comic book one summer. And then I rewatched the Predators movie, and I had famously hated the Predators movie. And then I rewatched it after reading all the comics, and I was like, you know, now that I've been, now that I've been desensitized to bad <laughs> Predator stories, this movie isn't that bad. <laughs> it's just like a normal bad Predator story, which I've read a bunch of. Um, and I feel like this movie, although it doesn't hit the marks, I feel like it doesn't deserve the kind. I, mean, I of think it, it reaches ritual.
1: for something interesting somewhat i don't know it's
0: yeah it reaches for the stars and it gives us it gives us uh it gives us a little bit of radiation from it so it doesn't quite <laughs> get there also i do want to point out at the very beginning josh only a handful of people are gonna know this but josh doesn't the opening narration guy sound exactly like mr Plinkett from red letter media
1: <laughs> a little bit i mean it's 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 definitely the same tone
0: yeah, he was like uh he was like, oh four years ago in Texas, it's like why did you get your grandpa to read this? <laughs> this is not scary. Give John I think like what we've learned out of all this is give John Liguizamo more joints and get him back on board. Um yeah, I think I like that the like at the very beginning. Okay, so essentially it's like a bunch of kids, they're going to prom, we should also, they get like, it.
1: It's hard to like, if, if you've seen part two, you know, or, you know, heard us discuss it, we talk about how like over the top menacing and like ridiculous, the two teens at the beginning of two are the four teens in this movie are kind of like that for the whole movie where they're like caricature of a caricature of like,
0: yeah. and Apparently this was on purpose. Um, No, no, it it
1: definitely seems intentional. Um, but, but yeah, like
0: Renee fun. Zellweger at the very beginning, they did our favorite thing, Josh. OK, hold on. Let me get to the let me set this up. So it's four kids. They're going to prom. They're leaving prom, right?
1: Yeah, they they go into prom. They're basically just getting to prom. And then the, the leave for no the reason. Girl, the girl's like, they Barry, mean? where's my boyfriend, Barry? And she walks and he's like five feet from the entrance making out with a girl. She gets right, in the car right. angrily. He jumps in to, like, explain himself. And then the other two were in the backseat, like, getting high.
0: Yes. Yeah. And then, okay. So, and then that's when they get caught. But what don't, we have my our favorite trope, which is the way too mean bully who would never be friends with anyone is their, <laughs> is their friend. Barry, like, okay, so he yeah. finds Renee Zellweger. And her boyfriend, and they're getting high in the back of her car. And he just yells at her for like five minutes straight. (laughs) And also he goes, Jenny, you're a virgin. And all you want to do is smoke weed. And everyone knows that you don't ever put out. You're just a virgin. And I was like, oh, my God, is Jenny me in high school?
1: (laughs) He also... uh. He because his girlfriend's mad that he was making out with another girl, and he berates her for being mad. He's like, "Come on, babe, you know men need it. Come on." And, and she's also, like, "You're yeah. right. It's my fault."
0: <laughs> he also tells her it's her. Yeah, he says it's her fault. Yeah, and uh, and it is because she's in a Texas <laughs> Chainsaw. Movie. Um. So yeah. Also, I do like that it's at the prom, but it's in the parking lot, and they only had like twenty extras. <laughs> <laughs> you get you see there's the only, doors like the to prom in you don't show. see
1: inside yeah
0: <laughs> yes. they didn't even have like the money to like have like lights coming out of the prom so it looks like a dance
1: there's also a weird they do it's like a fake jump scare where a guy is um in the parking lot at prom taking a piss and then another guy jumps in front of him to spook him real quick and then the guy gets mad and chases him Um, These aren't even characters in the movie. They're just guys (laughs) who are in the parking lot but he jumps right in front of where he's pissing. It's like, why would you want to scare someone pissing directly like at you? You know, that's, I
0: mean, that's the level of thinking that went into being a teenager in Texas. So <laughs> I I get, like
1: it's yeah, that, that is true.
0: Also I like that the camera noise. Cause I didn't think they were going to use the camera noise. Cause part three didn't, but they use the camera noise as a kid's like disposable camera. I just thought that that was like a nice little, it was a nice little callback. Yeah.
1: And a they, funny a thing. Couple, like, they even have the, when she's getting ready for prom, um, um, and we should also say, too, they do the thing with Renee Zellweger where it's like, look at this dumpy, lame virgin. And it's just a very attractive woman wearing glasses. <laughs> yes. um, this is the
0: most attractive I've ever seen Renee <laughs> Zellweger. And they're like, oh, my God, Jenny, you have glasses and messy hair and you love Yeah, No guy
1: would ever love you. <laughs> But they they're, they do the thing, they do the opening crawl, and in the opening crawl too, they're like, two minor but unrelated incidents were reported, like, referencing oh, the last yeah. two movies, which is funny, because, you know, obviously that wouldn't make sense for this. But uh, uh, she when she's getting ready, they also have the news report, which is back from one of just, like, violence happening in, in Texas, you know? And I was like, oh, that's a nice right. touch. Yeah. You know.
0: So, yeah, so then they get lost, uh, then they meet Maddie C., And also, I like that Maddie C has a he has a leg brace. They they hit someone who's injured. Maddie C is Matthew McConaughey, by the way.
1: He uh, the the king of Texas. He doesn't just have a leg brace; he has a hydraulic gear powered (laughs) leg brace.
0: But I like that. Okay, there's been two reoccurring themes or like tropes in every single Texas Chainsaw movie. It's been Leatherface. And it's been someone has a leg brace. for, Like, why is the leg brace the only thing that carries over from all the films? But yeah, so they hit someone and then they're like, we got to go find something. And then they go to the real estate agent's
1: place. Her, I, get, I, I actually, she's an insurance agent, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't come up. It's just this woman's office. Um, and she's just like, calm down, kids. I'll call a tow truck.
0: And then also the woman's like, they're like, oh, yeah, thanks. Oh, can we go talk to that service station that's right next door? And both of these places are literally just someone's house. Like, they don't even pretend yeah.
1: to look it. It, like- it looks like it was filmed in the suburbs for the most part, which yeah. it is, is kind of a weird twist. Uh, they also do a thing where some kids throw a rock through the insurance agent's window. So she flashes them. And she's like, it's just boys who want to see it's like it's it's inexplicable. Yeah, she goes. <laughs> like,
0: you know, like she goes every night. They make me flash them, and it's like, no, lady, they threw rocks at your car, and you responded with flashing them. That's not their appropriate response. Like, yeah, <laughs> I feel it's, like it's they're negative reinforcement. <laughs> yeah, and she's like, but they'll be back again tomorrow. And I just want, like, again, what short film are we doing for Texas Chainsaw: The Next Generation? It's these kids who are constantly harassed by this woman who's flashing them. So every night they try to get her to stop flashing and she refuses. Um so yeah, so they go talk to her and then the boyfriend and another dude. I think both of their boyfriends like go off. No, it's not their boy, it's not both no, no, of their
1: it's, boyfriends. No, it's it's uh the the th- okay, so Renee Zellweger, Barry, and Barry's girlfriend go go to find this girl and the stoner the other, like the stoner boy who was with Renee Zellweger today, yeah. he stays behind to like stay with the car. Who's the guy who's been hit, hit with it.
0: the car, right.
1: And that's when Matthew McConaughey shows up. Um, yeah,
0: which I like his introduction. He like comes up and he's like talking and he's like, this guy's dead. And then the, the boyfriend's like, no, he's not. We just talked to him. He's like, he's dead, I said. They're like, no, he's not. And then Matthew McConaughey breaks his neck and he goes, well, he's dead now.
1: <laughs> yeah. Then he goes... uh. That's the guy. This is actually where I was like, okay, this seems to be like a farce because the other guy starts to run away, but very half heartedly. Like he's briskly jogging away, and Matthew McConaughey yells, First, I'm going to kill you. It ain't no fucking biggie. (laughs) Just (laughs) gets in his car and starts chasing him. And the kid's running, but like slowly. And Matthew McConaughey's like, Come on. He's like, Come on, mister. Don't kill me. Like he's not even trying to get away. Because
0: he's running away, and Matthew McConaughey is just like, keeping up with him he's not behind him he's next to him so they're having a conversation and also when he's running 90s rap music is playing (laughs) this is the first time that any of these movies have had like a legit soundtrack and it is bizarre to like watch like leatherface chase someone as you're hearing like 90s rock music even if it's like metal rock or like the rap song is the wor- is the weirdest, like most out of place thing in
1: the entire. movie. Yeah, it feels it feels very esoteric. But I almost feel like what they, I mean, this is what I, the, the sense I get from it is that in the original they were like kind of these um, like seventies new age hippies who like didn't believe in violence, and I almost think that these were like kids were like a kind of nineties kid stereotypes, you know. Like that's, that's kind of yeah, what I took. Like, it. oh, it's like the, the
0: stoners and like the tough guys.
1: Yeah. It's like, it's like, it's almost like, here's like the trope of what, you know, I don't know. It was interesting.
0: So yeah. So then Matthew McConaughey runs that dude over with his car and then we cut back and like the girl who's not Renee Zellweger.
1: Um, we really should have looked at, I want to say it's Heather, maybe. Barry well, I know. Heather.
0: Yeah. It's Heather. And then Le- Renee Zellweger's name is Jenny. And Heather is played by Lisa Marie Newmar. And like we're saying this, but they all did a pretty good job. They just yeah, did have...
1: they, they, like, they, they play up how like ridiculous it is. I mean, I guess yeah. the the point against it is it's not very scary, but that doesn't really seem to be the and point. And like of especially Heather, this, I feel you know. like she
0: did a pretty good job. So they get like and yeah, they get back to they get to the Sawyer house. And um and like the boyfriend or and the and Jenny gets like Like, she's sitting in a chair, and Leatherface kind of comes out, and he grabs her. Or, no, he's, like, playing with her hair, and then she notices, because he, like, he does the sideshow bob, and he literally, like, kicks over a rake. (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, oh, my God. And so he, like, starts screaming, and then she tries to run away. And he grabs her, and he pulls her through the whole house. And it's like, I mean, it was super effective when... Leatherface just hit him over the head and, like, put him away. But I feel like that first scene where he's, like, dragging her through the house takes so long that that's also pretty effective. Yeah, like, where, she's like, screaming he, he puts the whole her in, like, time. a
1: freezer and she gets out multiple times and he keeps putting her back in, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
0: And he keeps, like, slamming it on her. Like, it just seems like he's frustrated. And, like, that makes it even creepier because it's, like, why doesn't he just kill her? Like, he's clearly trying to keep her alive. And so, like, yeah, it's so weird. And then while then she... They cut,
1: they cut to Barry, who... Uh, yeah, they cut to Barry. He's being the, held captive by... By a, W. W.E., yeah, they call him. Um, who's, I guess, a Sawyer who just quotes history a lot.
0: Yeah, <laughs> what does he quote? He quotes, uh, yeah, he quotes Machiavelli. He'll, he'll to, like, say quote, that. and they will
1: be like, yeah, Machiavelli. Or he'll be like... You will not cross this line again, Ulysses S. Grants. Like that, that's pretty <laughs> much all he says. And he, and and he has a tell, gun on then, him, but Barry gets in the house. But keep in mind, Barry just heard his girlfriend screaming. Well, before
0: he me. does that, Barry goes, Barry goes, Don't let me in the house because then it's officially kidnapping. My dad's a lawyer. And then, <laughs> and then <laughs> W's like, I'm going to kill you even more now.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know, he. He, he gets in the house, away from the guy with the shotgun, and he locks the door, and he's like, take that. But before
0: he goes into the house, he goes, he goes, I gotta piss anyway. It's like, Barry, you don't, have to, you don't have to justify
1: it if he wants you in the house. But then he goes and casually takes a piss, like, before even starting to look for his girlfriend who was just screaming for help. And he's walking through this obvious murder house, completely nonplussed, <laughs> like, like, doot doo, And he only freaks out when he turns around the in the bathroom thing... and sees a decomposing body at the like the tub or whatever. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like, and by that, it means like he literally passes on the door of the bathroom is a skinned body that's just hanging on the door like a fur rug. And then the bathroom is full of like just garbage and, and nonsense. And it looks like the general Texas house. And he still, like, just takes a piss and he's, like, talking to his to his girlfriend. And he's, like, um, he's talking to Heather and he's, like, hey, Heather, I'm here. This place is crazy, huh? What <laughs> a weird crazy. house. We better get going. And then, and then he turns around and sees the dead body. He's, like, oh, my God. It's, like, you should have realized this, like, a long time ago. But then Leatherface catches him and it hits him over the head with a hammer. And then he puts him in the freezer and, like, Jenny gets out and then he hangs Jenny up. And He takes two of them out on the music. Yeah. So I read a review. Well, let's let's keep going, and then I'll I'll tell you about this review afterwards. Um, and then uh, while that's happening, Renee Zellweger is like she she meets Matthew McConaughey, and Matthew McConaughey's like, "Hey, get in the car," and she's like, "Why?" Like, and they have an argument, and then he she, eventually she gets in the car, and then Matthew McConaughey's <laughs> like, "Look it's... behind you."
1: He also like. He doesn't try to... He's like, yeah, I've seen your boyfriend. I know where he is. Get in the car right now. And it's like, he's so menacing. There's no reason for her to get into the car other than the fact that it's Matthew <laughs> McConaughey.
0: <laughs> She's like, get it. It's the same Christian Bale thing where it's like, yeah, he was yelling at me and he looked like a psychopath, but he was really handsome, so I did get in the car. <laughs> yes. Um and like he immediately starts acting like a crazy person. He wants her to look around, like behind her, and then she looks behind her, and and there's like he's hung her dead body, her boyfriend, and the other dude's body off of the off of the tow truck, which doesn't make a lot of sense because she should have seen the bodies. Yeah, she's hanging just didn't off the truck look like a truck her, is in a yeah. tank. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't have like shields up.
1: Yeah,
0: but I will say that that scene with the both of them. You kind of like realize, like, oh yeah, these are the two stars. These two are going to be stars, because yeah. even though the scene is the same type of dialogue, it doesn't come off as cheesy or as kind of like, look, okay, we're doing this intentionally. It comes off realistic, and yeah, it's it's one of the best scenes in the
1: movie. I was going to say they definitely they definitely play it up later to be like, okay, oh this my God. lost like, but- all realism, but no, in a good also, way.
0: Also, Leatherface hits that dude he hits Barry on the head and kills him and then it cuts to W and W goes what's going on in there it's like how do you not know you (laughs) you should know what's going on in the house because you're the one who put him in there but I did think that that was funny he goes what's going on in there okay so then they get Jenny back to the house and then it's it's the movie as we know it, where they have the dinner scene, and then well, they the real estate...
1: she, she first, yeah, it's the it's the insurance lady, Darla. You know, she's like, "You got to help me," and then of course she's in on it. She's actually Matthew McConaughey's girlfriend. I,
0: I think. Yeah, well, they're like kind of like Bonnie and Clyde, where he beats her and she beats him. Yeah, it's, so it's not a good relationship,
1: picture. but they do seem yeah. to be dating each other.
0: Yeah, and at one point she they're asked like, "Why are you with him?" <laughs> Which is, like, it's weird to ask. You know, I've never thought to ask serial killers why they're with each other. I just assume that their common their common ground of being serial killers is what has brought them together.
1: He puts her in her trunk to, like, bring her back to the house, but stops for pizza. Yeah. But, like, opens the trunk and is like, quit screaming in there, like, as people are just around. And it's kind of one of those, like, okay, nothing is. Like, nothing, ma- you know? Like, she even tells the yeah, guy and the also, pizza place. She's like, I got a, I got a body back there. And then the cops see her, like, talking to someone in the trunk, and they just completely ignore it, you know?
0: Also, the, the she gets pizza from a drive-thru.
1: Yeah, I did find that odd. I was like, wait, she said she's getting pizza, but it's like a drive-thru service. And then she but. tells
0: the guy, like, why don't you come along? And he's like, you mean it? And he's like, actually, I'll get in trouble.
1: <laughs> I was like, "What is this scene, and why is it taking so long?" It so like, this is clearly where it just completely goes over the top to like, okay, because she's even like, "Hey, quit screaming back there! I'll po- poke an air hole." She's like, "All right," but there's like little boy scouts like walking past the car, like the cops are behind her, and just no one notices or cares. It's like, all right, this is. This is where the movie's going. Just being also the fact
0: that she's bringing them pizza, despite the fact that they're serial killers. (laughs) I mean, they're cannibals. Like we know what they eat. Yeah, it's like their main thing. But yeah, so she brings her back, and then there's the dinner scene. Um, And you know what? In this one, they kind of don't. They don't really kill each other. I mean, they don't really. It doesn't imply that they eat them, and we'll talk about why in a bit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a weird kind twist, of but I kind of liked it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I kind of feel like you know how um you have like you know Henry Ford and and like Rockefeller and they're like super rich or even like the Kennedy family where you had JFK and he was like pretty much a progressive and now you have the youngest Kennedy who lost to a actual progressive and you have the other Kennedy who's just a Republican. Um I kind of feel like that's What's happened to the Sawyers Or like the original Leatherface and family was like the original killers, and they ate people and they kept it real. And these guys are just a collection of like their sons, sons, sons. And uh, yeah it's, it's and they're like just they were like, 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 like co-opted,
1: co-opted almost. <laughs> yeah, uh,
0: yeah. These are the these are the heirs to the Leatherface family, and they don't quite understand how to do it.
1: <laughs> these they- are the.
0: These are the Donald Trump Juniors of the
1: But see, they, the Leatherface
0: family—they
1: imply she's like she's getting her like Darla's getting Renee Zellweger ready for dinner, and she's like, "Sorry, he's this job just stresses him out." She's like, "It's his job to kill people," and she talks about how like he's paid to do it by like a secret like society kind of, like I don't know. It's like a weird they. But she makes
0: a she makes it a point to say it's not the government. It's a secret society of
1: people. Yeah, she's like, Who do you think killed Kennedy? Which is, I mean, obviously, it's supposed to be kind of a new thing. By the way, none of these people,
0: except for Matthew McGonaghy, have a Texas accent, but I've given each one of them a Texas
1: accent. I mean, your version of what it, you know, you think a Texas accent sounds like, like, which is weird because you're from Texas. Why don't we
0: eat these Texans?
1: (laughs) You know, she kind of implies it's like the Illuminati and. And it is funny because, you know, obviously it's like, why would they, you know, why would the Illuminae hire some like random psychos to just randomly torture and kill people? Well, kind of like what the CIA has done a lot of. (laughs) If you you look at a lot of those old, it's like, oh yeah, they would just abduct and torture people for mind control experiments, maybe? mm -hmm. Like, it was always a very tenuous thing. I was like, you know, I believe this.
0: Why would this shitty organization from the US just randomly want to make... (laughs) The lives of their people, worse. Oh, that's right. Every organization
1: <laughs> is, you know. We were researching how fear affects the brain. Like it's always some bullshit like that. So but
0: then the Illuminati dude comes in and he's like, "Hey, I stopped by for no reason. He's just doing his performance check, I guess."
1: And he like licks her face.
0: Well, he licks her face, and he also tells them like, "Oh, the reason we do this is because." We wanna instill fear, like we wanna make the American people remind like remind them that they should still be scared to live. Um, which yeah, again, I mean, I mean yeah. we just we just call that the GOP at this point.
1: Um <laughs> that's, yeah. that's like the intelligence community in general, yeah. Um
0: <laughs> but yeah, and she licks his face and she leaves. And then um uh what's his face? Cause b- before that, Matthew McConaughey sets uh, the girl on fire, not not Jenny, but Heather, and she, like, dies, and very slowly, very slowly, and what's clearly, <laughs> what's clearly a, a person who's been doused in that, that liquid gel that makes it so you don't actually burn yourself when you get caught on fire. Because <laughs> she, like, goes from being completely dry to being soaked in some kind of gel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nay, I mean and, like, she doesn't quite no... die
1: though, because she is there at the end. Oh so.
0: yeah. Well and there's no um there's no like mood lighting. Everything is bright. Um
1: it's very they also like they have like it's like a dinner scene with like the like oh they they have like dead bodies of old people, but they're which still I liked. but they're still like at least one of them still alive and just kinda like bored by it. I don't know. It was a weird commentary on like the texas chainsaw movies you know what i, I mean did
0: like i did like the way the hue the people were looking like they looked like out of all the dead corpses that they hang around these were the best to me
1: yeah no it looks good but it, well one definitely gets up and just leaves the table like at one point just like <laughs> whatever like it's very like okay. okay this is like we're just doing this again it's, it was a very like it seemed intentional you know teddy gets
0: the gun and she's going to shoot him, but then she can't because she's scared. And Matthew McConaughey gets a gun. And I feel like this is a scene that everyone has watched where he like picks a gun up and he's like, ooh, ooh, ooh. Like a <laughs> monkey kind of. And also he says, all right, all right, all right. He I, does. I
1: was like, damn, and, is that like, like, the first instance of him saying it on film?
0: I would assume so. But people are like, oh, my God, I can't believe he said it. It's like he literally says it in every single movie he's ever been in. <laughs> yeah. And then people are like, oh, this was his days and confused catchphrase. Like, no, this is a Matthew McConaughey catchphrase. <laughs> just... I don't think he even realizes that he says it when he says it, you know?
1: Yeah. No, it's, it, it does seem subconscious. I mean, this is very, like, it is funny because I I would say, like, I think, I think Matthew McConaughey is really good. In a, mm-hmm. lot of, like in a lot of di- diverse roles. But it's like, well, does he do them differently? I'm like, not really. <laughs> <laughs> he
0: just does a good job. I don't know how. He's good he at every I,
1: role, yeah, despite playing the same know, character.
0: I feel like the fact that it was Matthew McConaughey and Renee Zellweger. Because I will say, out of all of the dinner scenes, other than the first one, this is the one that captures the chaoticness of the first one since the first one. Like, you don't really know what's going to happen at any other point. Like, the Illuminati shows up, then he just leaves. <laughs> she grabs a gun, but then it doesn't work, but then it does.
1: Like, yeah, face
0: is dressed it, in, like, a girl's clothes, you know?
1: It was, like, it was two barrels, and she fires one, and it doesn't go off. Then he grabs it, and fires the next one, and it does go off. So she'd only press the trigger again, you know, it would have worked out.
0: Yeah, but they're, like, setting people on fire. It just, like, it feels like the first one where you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. And you're kind of, like, waiting to see when the shoe's going to drop. And it just keeps kind of dangling there. It was it was a very interesting dinner scene, which is the first time I can really say that since the first one. Like, even in part two, where I like that dinner scene, it just kind of felt like a remake of the first one. Yeah, movie.
1: like, two and three, like, just remake the first one, whereas this one's like, oh, no, we're taking this in, a, like, a new direction. Like, you actually don't yeah. know what will happen. Really... Yeah once the Illuminati guy shows up, you're like, anything could happen in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> so,
0: and then, oh, I also like that. Um, at one point, <laughs> at one point, Renee Zoeger like jumps out of the window and it's like, yeah, Leatherface, I feel like you should have figured this out before. Like every <laughs> single person you chase just jumps out the window. You should have, you should have put spikes or something down there. Um, how does she, she just kind of walks away. Doesn't she?
1: Uh, she gets away. I don't like I think she just yeah, kinda gets up and runs out and then he chases her through the Oh, woods. and which
0: I really like that scene. <laughs> I think because of how overacted it is where she's running away and then it just cuts to Matthew McConaughey standing on a porch and he's like, Leatherface get that bitch." <laughs> Like I don't, I like I don't really like to say bitch anymore. But the fact that the way he says it is so funny to he's me like, that I couldn't stop laughing.
1: And he's kind of like gyrating in the way he does in Magic Michael most, <laughs> yeah. like as he's doing it. It's yeah. It's, it's, like only it's it is, it is where, a, a phenomenal performance.
0: It's the only scene where the film looks well lit, as opposed to they just put lights on whatever needed to be shown. <laughs> and so that was my favorite scene, and then it was followed immediately by my second favorite scene. Where it just randomly cuts to the director's parents or grandparents um, (laughs) or clearly not
1: actors just being like,
0: hey, Thelma, you want to get me a coffee? And they're like in an RV. It's like a super old couple.
1: Yeah. No, they're like, it's like, what a fine day, Mr. Spottington. Oh, you couldn't agree more. Mr. Spottington. And yeah, they're drinking like tea. And then they're (laughs) like, what is that? Mr. Spottington. As she's like like running alongside the RV screaming.
0: Yeah, and they're like, don't pick her up. She seems crazy. And then uh, and then they're like, oh, no, a crazy man's following her. Let her in. And then so then, like, Leatherface is chasing her and they get Renee Zellweger in the car. And those two are my favorite characters just because of how terrible they were at acting. Like, it was almost enduring because they're so old and cute. Yeah. <laughs>
1: like,
0: I was like, I want to see more of these guys. But yeah, then Leatherface and Matthew McConaughey's Clear little bottled body double show up.
1: Yeah, they they team up in his tow truck. Who's, then, who's
0: in the air? There's also an airplane flying around.
1: That's not. I I my okay. So what happens it, is it the, like tow, the tow truck tips the RV. Uh, the two old people die. I assume you don't see them again.
0: You don't uh, see them again. Yeah.
1: Renee Zogger gets out. She's running. Matthew McConaughey gets out. And he's running after her. And then an airplane, like a biplane, like an old timey biplane just dips down and, like, flies low enough to just conk Matthew McConaughey on the head and flies off.
0: And let me be clear again. It is Matthew McConaughey's character, played by what is clearly not Matthew McConaughey. (laughs) Well,
1: well obviously. But it conks him in the—yeah, you're not going to have Matthew McConaughey and Zellweger in front of an airplane, like— Fly. To be
0: fair, even when he was just driving the truck and/or running when there was no plane there, or also after that scene where he's just lying on the floor dead, it's still not Matthew McConaughey. He was only there for the nights. He, he did yeah, not he was, show up
1: for the next day. He was actually filming this concurrent with the Lincoln Lawyer. So,
0: <laughs> also to be fair, he was he did go off to film Night uh, Time to Kill right after this. But um, he so yeah, so then they kill Matthew McConaughey and then Leatherface sees that matthew mcconaughey's dead and just kind of starts dancing or he starts screaming and starts dancing and then the illuminati guy pulls up in a limousine and he picks up Renee zellweger and he's like don't worry that's where he explains like oh we only do this so that people get scared
1: yeah he's and like then- this is like a this is like a to to to, to elicit emotion blah blah, blah psychology yeah
0: and then, and then he's like, all right, let's go. And then the movie just ends.
1: And then he's like, oh, it could take you to the hospital to police. And she's just talking oh, that's to right. a, a cop. And he's like, oh, yeah, things like this happen all the time. And then and then
0: we see Marilyn Chambers, who's back for the first time in the franchise.
1: Yeah, just being wheeled past. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then she's like, do you know her? And then she just shrugs and it, like, ends.
0: Yeah. Which is a weird way to end it, but also the perfect way to end this movie. <laughs> Um, but yeah, and then that's it. It's, it's a very weird film. Um, it's weird that they got all these people. It is also, but I, you know, I feel like, okay. So I read some reviews about this and one of the weirdest reviews is that they're like, Leatherface doesn't even kill anyone in this movie. He's been, he's been reduced to a, a screaming baby who doesn't, who can't even kill anyone. Like, Leatherface kills most of the people in this movie. He kills everyone but one person. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 don't I don't know if I saw the same review. Yeah, go
1: ahead. The yeah.
0: review I read said, Leatherface, once efficient, methodical, and nearly silent, or now struggles to com- competently capture or kill his victims, all the while screaming like a petulant child. It's like Leatherface screaming like a petulant child and killing his victims after chasing them down. That's literally what he does in every single other yeah, movie. Yeah,
1: I, I saw. I was like, wait, he did he Did he not see that Leatherface is constantly chasing them for a very long time while yelling and not being very good with his chainsaw? Yeah. Because... Like, Leatherface
0: isn't this methodical thing. Uh, he literally chases Sally for like two miles. Yeah,
1: Efficiency is one. not <laughs> what, what he does. And in the
0: second one, he's literally brought down by a fucking fire extinguisher. Methodical Leatherface ain't. <laughs> Yeah, it's a- yeah, I thought that was I feel like people because it's almost it's so weird and I think that it only kind of comes from watching these movies so close together, but after watching what's essentially and I mean this movie is also kind of a remake of the first one, but I feel like at least the fact that it's going off and trying different things makes it a lot more interesting cuz even though Toby Hooper's movie is 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 trying different things, it's trying to be more of a farce it's also like has pretty much the same themes of oh um uh, you know like the the themes of Toby Hooper's kind of builds up the family aspect like, where yeah, it's like, like oh this is a satire of of the American family in the especially in the nineties or the seventies and the eighties, where this movie kind of bumps up the satire of this is how we consume gruesome news. You know, like it it like in the first one it's constantly airing these gruesome horrific stories on the news and that's kind of like oh yeah we're so accustomed to see this gruesome stuff that we ignore it when it's right in front of us where this one it's like oh yeah now we've become even more accustomed that we have to manufacture it to even feel anything and i feel like that's an interesting that's an interesting theme to take for a texas chainsaw movie where that's literally why people are here
1: yeah no i, I agree like it kind of felt like the way that's like oh they're not even it's not like a cannibal shack in the woods now. It's like they're in the suburbs eating pizza, but they're still going to torture and kill you. They're just paid to do it instead of, like, you know, getting off on it, essentially.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Now it's like, oh, they're here because they want they want to be here, but they never, they, like, they're not even trying to, like, they don't even have a purpose anymore. They're not trying to eat you. They're not trying to like make you part of their team. They're literally just trying to scare you until you're dead. Yeah. And so you it's be just again.
1: because someone's paying them to do it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, we've missed we've we've crossed through we've become so desensitized that now horror is um we need to, we search out horror as opposed to just ignoring it. And you know what? That's pretty cool. That's a pretty cool theme to make and it's it has interesting things to say about it even if it is kind of wrapped in this weird farce about, <laughs> about Leatherface. I, I'm not going to say every single thing worked.
1: Yeah. It's, I, will I mean, say, you know, like the, part of the problem is like, it it's so like, once it gets to the dinner, it's so farcical that like, you know, you are like, Oh, what happens next? But you're also not really like, you know, there's not like the kind of terror of it by that point. And it also goes on a little too long. By that point, too. Yeah,
0: I think it goes on too long for the fact that I, I, you know, this is. Weird. I don't think it goes on too long. I think it starts too late.
1: If yeah, that makes sense. That 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 yeah, because you're almost. Like, like, we didn't wait. spend
0: so much time like with the big reveal about Leatherface, and we got right into Matthew McConaughey, like kind of playing with these kids, like the way a cat plays with a pigeon, where he lets them go and he brings them back and lets them go. Like if we saw more of that. I feel like it would have been, it would have been more clear what the theme is because I feel like people just miss the theme because by the time they've gotten to the Illuminati part they're they're kind of checked out. And also I think a lot of people dismiss it because of the Illuminati part.
1: <laughs> See, but to me, that's like, okay, you're actually like, you're trying to do something other than like, Oh, this random family is crazy. And that's what I did. Like I also assume, yeah. I don't know if this was intentional. I assume that plane was like, the Illuminati guy was like, "Oh, go like go fly and get Matthew McConaughey before he kills this girl," you know. Yeah, because I
0: kind of feel like Matthew why McConaughey. Else would it be
1: there? You know,
0: I kind of feel like they've they've decided that Matthew McConaughey is getting too dangerous to keep around, so they had to shut him up, yeah. and that's why Leatherface is like crying at the end because it's also what they're they, going to do. Uh, they no longer have a governor texas that's what happened in uh, in lincoln lawyer it's weird that that's exact same ending <laughs>
1: that's how he um, does yeah
0: so it happens in how to lose a guy in 10 days the <laughs> illuminati shows up and they're like here's how to lose them <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah and i feel like the acting's real good i feel like i mean the filmmaking is not that good it's very clearly still um it's very amateurish in a way that the other films weren't even the first one. Cause in this one, a lot of times they're like, Oh yeah, we're just going to put, <laughs> we're just going to put the, we're just going to put the camera in one spot and then have you guys talk. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I think it was interesting. I think it's worth a watch, especially for just how weird it is.
1: Yeah. It was, I was you know, I was reading about it too. And it's like, Oh, and the director's next movie after that, kind of follows up a, a like it's not officially texting saw but it's like it's supposed to be like along the same like timeline um and it's called butcher boys 20 from 2012 but it's no it doesn't even have a wikipedia page like i I know nothing about this movie so i was like oh i'd be curious to see where he that he took the story but i can't find anything about this movie online so
0: yeah it's one of the seven films to die for series that oh is that, have you seen it for a bit no, well, I've never if, seen it, but I, I do know about it.
1: If one if of us, if you've our seen the poster, you know. Seen it, please email us. And tell yeah, us about you can
0: it. only buy it on on YouTube, which is always a good sign. <laughs> um, but yeah, okay. So I feel like this is the end for this for this first part. We're gonna come back in October to talk about. Um, we're gonna restart with the remake of Texas Chainsaw and go from there. But I feel like this was a good one to end on because we kind of see all the different ways you can take this movie. And you see like, you see Toby Hooper who clearly wanted to take it in a funnier way. You see a guy who literally got fired and then rehired. Um, (laughs) And then like uh, a, a studio who doesn't care what happens. And then now you see the second writer who kind of wants to see, or kind of wants to play with the other theme of the film about how we consume gruesome media. Um and so I think that's a good place to stop. Now when we come back, it's gonna be like, oh, here's how the legacy affected the rest of the movies. Because I feel like even Leatherface, the prequel, is it's like every prequel where it's more it's more like how can we have a how can we build on this great franchise as opposed to like I don't think they were they cared even in Leatherface three how to build on a great franchise. <laughs>
1: yeah. I'd be interested. So, yeah. I was going to say, yeah, just because I, I mean, I don't remember that one enough, but it's like, I, yeah, I haven't even seen the other ones. It'll be interesting to see. It's like, well, do they do new things with it? guess I'll find out.
0: I guess we'll find Bounce. We'll find Texas Chainsaw Out. Um, but yeah, we'll come back. And also, this is the end of our first season. We're going to take a quick break, maybe for a month or two, just because... Um, Andrew's got some filmmaking to do. But also, when we come back, we're going to try some new stuff. Have some more fun. Have a summer of guests before we go back to just me and Josh. We're going
1: to get Vigo to come on and talk about his role in part three.
0: We're going to get Vigo and he's going to be like, do you want me to talk about any of the movies I won Oscars for or Lord of the Rings? And I'm going to be like, no! What was Tex's motivation? (laughs) I'm gonna be like, you know how you were in Lord of the Rings, and he was like, yeah, and I'm like, okay, how did that compare to playing Ticks?
1: <laughs> it's like I'm only get to
0: ask him what scenes were cut out, and for him to describe the this scenes. In stupid. Uh,
1: I I never saw this movie, but the the Kevin Smith movie with Bruce Willis in it. Oh, cop out! I saw like 20 minutes of it, but like the the thing from Saturday's like, can you play it like you did in that sitcom you were on one episode of <laughs> in like 1982? <laughs> He's like, what the fuck are you talking about?
0: Yeah, that's how I want to direct Vigo Mortensen. <laughs> I'd be like, Viggo, there's know. not enough text in this performance.
1: <laughs> yeah. So. But
0: yeah, also, if you're in Columbus, Ohio, this week we should be. um, Or no, next week. It's the 6th. It's the 6th, and we're playing on the, the – hold on. Let me check. We're playing from the 6th. It's the 6th to the 13th, and we're playing on the 11th. Um, so yeah, so go check out The Empty Space. Tell us what you think. Send us emails. And also, check us out on YouTube and whatever podcasting you listen to. Listen to us. Watch us. Watch our short films and our feature films. And we'll see you guys in a few months. This has been The Bomb Squad.
1: You forgot to uh, do that thing where you say which was the scariest member. I mean, we know it's Matthew McConaughey. Shit. but. You know what?
0: Here's the thing about the scariest member. This movie's not scary. The scariest member is menacing in it, though. He is menacing. I will give him that. But I feel like the scariest member is our own. He's Ken Hinkle is (laughs) holding a mirror up to us.
1: He's. It's like yeah. He's. It's a literal mirror. Um. Did you ever see Killer Joe? Yeah, I did. He's kind of the same in that. He like. Yeah,
0: he's he's playing. He just played his role from Killer Joe. And I don't like Killer Joe either, because it's the same. But I liked Matthew McConaughey in it. Yeah, I don't
1: know. I, I have mixed feelings on it.
0: <laughs> so. Yeah, I feel like Killer Joe, it's one of those movies where it's like, hey, how gross can we be? And I don't like those type of movies. As I finished the first part of our 2 <laughs> months,
1: The literal... Months, uh, like, retrospective on the Texas progenitor of all of them, yes.
0: Um, but yeah... Yeah, he does a good job almost in everything, but I do feel like he's the best, especially because even though I don't like the criticisms that Leatherface is worthless in this movie, he is the most, he doesn't do as much as in the other films. He's only saved by the fact that W and the girl are even more worthless.
1: (laughs) I like the girl. I don't know. I mean, I appreciate it. I like the the girl, but she's not She's not a killer. They're, I can't remember any of the 50 family members from part three other than Vigo but in this one I think they all at least kind of had a distinct personality so
0: yeah they at least gave him enough so you remembered them and
1: yeah. they also
0: gave each one of them a very um a very distinct body double who looked nothing like the actual actor <laughs> they were trying to play
1: it's like an so orgasmo when his cushion. body double is black and he's white yeah
0: <laughs> Like that girl when she flashes them, it's like that's not even close to being the same looking person. Like the girl who flashes has a very serious, like she's been tanning her whole life.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And
0: it's like, okay, that's not even close, guys. Like, at least put her in shadow or something. <laughs> but I loved it. Um, but yeah, so come back in a bit. Keep your eyes on our Twitter and our on our Instagram, and we'll tell you when we're coming back with special guests that we hope you enjoy. And Josh, any last words on the Bomb Squad? Also, follow Josh on Twitter. He's on Twitter. Ugh. Josh, any last words on oh, the Bomb Squad? Um,
1: that's, Great. We'll that's my time, ladies and gentlemen.
0: I've never said that. Um, we'll see you guys next in a bit. What if I just let it run for two hours after I said that like just s- to see who was... With you doing
1: that weird...
0: And at the very end I go, text is back. I'm going to do a remake to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, except instead of text, his name's going to be text. He's going to be like, I text a lot.
1: Oh, damn. He's like a millennial and it's like, damn, this is about millennial culture.
0: Yeah. He's like, I text hashtag eat people. <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys later. We're clearly bored. <laughs>